0: Hickey, you know, the doohickey that rolls. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time!
1: This the most imitated radio station in the nation. I'm through with standing in line for some fun to begin, but I found a good thing leaving me
0: with a grin. It's time for Outlaw.
1: the great Billy Gibbons here? Yeah? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. very cool. <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah. he just passed out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that didn't sound too bad. Had <laughs> huh? to lighten him up loud. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We got all these guys and girls in the house. Let me tell you, that's where it's at.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Allen. Pass me a gallon.
1: Outlaw, outlaw, we Mm hmm. Okay. Did I just hear someone crunching on potato chips? Was that Mark? Was that... There's no potato chips. They're but dark... it was him. But it was him, yeah. yeah. he was making some weird noise. Well, of course. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of uh, emanations of weird noises from uh, Beverly Hills, how are you, Darren? I'm fantastic, Matt. How are you doing? I got to tell you, I love this guy. I love this guy. Yeah. We, we go way the hell back a-roo, don't we? 20 years at least amazing yeah that's uh that's that is one of those uh, i usually uh i usually use the word amazing for childbirth and 747s (laughs) getting off the ground but i will tell you that uh i do find that sort of amazing that it's been that long where does all the time come from darren i don't know but you know we've had a lot of history between now and then and you were with me when i first moved out to California, Obviously, we weren't living together, but we did the cigar show together. Yeah, but I I felt... We don't want to start any rumors. I felt like, hey, I don't care. You know, I've never cared what people think. I've never cared. You know, sexuality-wise, I don't care. I don't care. I'm a heterosexual male, believe it or damn it. And if you don't believe it, hey, Darren, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I, I think every I think everyone should have a happy day, uh, as long as they don't try to shove it down our throats, right, Darren? That's amen to that. I All agree. Right, there you go. Now this man mm-hmm. is the proprietor, the creator of, uh, and I, I say this flippantly, a little auction house in Beverly Hills because it ain't so little. And would would it be wrong for me to say? And you're sort of a humble guy, but. Uh, would it would it be wrong for me to say that you you changed the traditional auction landscape?
0: Well, yeah, with the pop culture, especially we we did. You know, when Cher was the first lifestyle auction we did, and I remember trying to talk Cher into doing it, and she
1: said, "But I'm not dead yet." And, <laughs> right. You know, well, your career is okay. Now yeah. wait. Now, is this, now, see, see, this is what you were afraid of, Darren, that this interview would come back and haunt you. That wasn't Darren, that was me. That was Magic Matt T saying that. We're just lucky that Cher doesn't listen to the, this program, or at least she's busy today. Well, the only thing she knows how to do is tweet. But let's continue, Darren. <laughs> I know I keep I keep uh, burying myself, don't I? But please, uh, that's not Darren Julian. That's uh, yeah. uh of Julian's auctions. That's uh, that's not Cher. That's me. That's uh, I take all the credit. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, and, and I think you know I used to work with Sotheby's, and they always called me the junk dealer. They're the ones that moved me out to California. And when we started selling guitars for millions of dollars, now they start considering it fine art. So I always say pop culture memorabilia is the new fine art. And I do take pride in feeling like I had something to do with making this market uh, a little bit more uh, valuable. And, uh, but, you know, it was just a fun journey building it up. And, Matt, like I said, you were there. We were doing the radio shows together. You helped promote our options. So you were
1: there at the, the ground beginning. So you do feel like you owe me a little something? Yeah, I I don't know if I ever gave you ownership of the company. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll take we'll take one of those rare guitars that you're talking. Oh yeah, that's my brother that's my brother Martin. What what sort of guitar do you want, Mart? <laughs> oh, you know, like a, a 1960s Les Paul maybe or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, and I I do like the fact that you you said that Sotheby's called you the junk dealer because they were they had the nose in the uh, and they were they were of course auctioning the uh, affluent stuff while you we're fighting this cool rock and roll and entertainment memorabilia, minding your own business. You sort of came in through the back door, did you not, Darren? <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's an interesting way to phrase it. But,
0: you know, when, when I started working with Ringo, I asked him, sorry?" I said, look, when, um, when we put your sale together, who else are you talking to? Are you talking to Sotheby's, Christie's? And he looked at me and said, Darren, their egos are bigger than mine. I no way am I going to call them. So oh, we yeah. did his auction. We sold his drum kit for $2.1 million. And wow. so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, and we've been very close to Southerners and Christie's over the years. Right. We did co-branded sales, and they really got me started in this business. So I can't bash them, but they are competitors. And, and we've had a very good amicable relationship, and sometimes they even send us referrals. But, yeah, it's just interesting how the landscapes change, and now collectibles is an asset class. So we actually see hedge funds. Um, you know, carving out of their client's portfolios for collectibles. Well, Matt, the and, last time you know, I was
1: hanging out with Ringo yeah. uh, last week. Uh, yeah, right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you know, one thing about Ringo, this, this is not anything to do with the auction, but... Oh, good. Well, then, under, then let's talk about it with under, Darren Julian of Julian's Auction House, yes? Not. Okay, so so you've decided not to? That's Let me. Like, it I'll say something about uh, Ringo. I only met him once, so he's, mm-hmm. not, he's not someone I know. But I get the impression that he's one of those cool guys that always has a happy day. He is the nicest guy. Yeah.
0: And, you know, when we did his auction, he, said, he told me, he said, Julian, you know, you do these great catalogs. Why don't you produce my next Beatles book? And I said, well, Ringo, we've never published anything. And so we did it, and here we are doing We just announced his third Beatles book. Wow. And he said, we, it's called Beats and Threads. It's, uh, uh, it, and he actually, if you go on our website, you can see him wearing the Sergeant Pepper outfit from the sixties. It still
1: fits him. See how fun and is that, man?
0: Yeah. So, so we've been publishing his Beatles books for the last, uh, three or four years and being successful with that. So it's, it's great. You know, a lot of these things and Matt, you taught me this early on that relationships beat everything. So you stick with people through thick and thin and, um you know you don't you don't burn bridges That's that's kind of how we've
1: approached the business hey darren if i had only lived by that uh, mantra uh you know, <laughs> I, I i'm telling you i'm telling you out of sight out of mind for me i'm an idiot but you uh you of course savored that notion and you did the right thing and you have i think you've always been a good businessman i think you've always had that inclination um and you know we'll get to the we'll get to the latest auction at hand in just a, a moment the uh my my, this has got to be my favorite, my favorite robot of all time, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll get to that in just a second. But when we first met, you brought on the show a soccer ball from that Tom Hanks movie, and yeah. what the hell was it? That's- Wilson Wilson, that's right, Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And w- was that one of your first items up there for grabs at an auction in uh, Los Angeles? It was. That was one of the first things. And would you believe, at that time,
0: if my memory serves me right, we sold that for $9,000, and I think we thought, how crazy was that? So another auction house just recently sold one, very similar, for $450,000. Now, so,
1: uh, okay, hold on a second. When you say similar, you're talking about another soccer ball from the movie? Yeah, so they had different, there was 10 of them in total, because they had to be different... Uh, Variations
0: like as it age, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So now they sell in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if you and I bought that one for nine
1: thousand, we would, we would, uh, yeah. Hey, Jer- uh, Darren. Dar- was a part of one of our uh, live uh, broadcasts at uh, the MGM in Las Vegas, and yep. when you you sold my Madonna Bustier from the Like a Prayer video. Uh, do you think that that I unleashed that for way too little money? It was like eleven grand. Do you think that would be worth a lot more today? No, Matt, you did the right thing back then. I did. So, values, everybody's
0: gone down. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. So be, <laughs> it, <laughs> I, 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 it would probably be worth more. So, sorry, I probably still advised you to sell it back then.
1: No, you didn't. I, you know, I, 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 needed a few thousand bucks. I had uh, some poker playing to do, and uh, and it turned out okay. I, I you know, it, it really did. It was it was a fine day. Um, do you do you have a favorite auction item out of all the auction items you have put up for bid over the years, Darren Julian of Julian's uh, Auctions?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my favorites is the fun story. Is William Chatner one time came to me and said, "You know, I want to do an auction to raise money for Habitat for Humanity." And I went through his closet, literally went over his house, went through his closet. And I said, William, you don't have anything in Star Trek? or I said, I don't know. Let me think about what we should do. And that night, he was on Jimmy Kimmel talking about giving birth to a kidney stone. So the next morning, I said, William, why don't we sell your kidney stone? <laughs> and, and he goes, Julian, that's disgusting, but I love it. Yeah, so of course he I, does. I did a press release, and I, it said, go or no man's gone before. And we sold his kidney stone
1: for 75000 Whoa! It's, oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: 75000
1: so. hey, hey, Darren, I, I have a, I have a urine sample from today. <laughs> you know and I'll, I'll autograph the cup. I got five you'd bucks. To, you'd have to pay me to take it. <laughs> I have a, I have a feeling. Now, here's the thing I found interesting. Uh, Darren and I have not uh, truly stayed in touch, and I, I wish we had. And I, I hope from here on out until the day we die, we do because I, Darren, I truly adore uh, adore you. You you are uh, one of those. You're one of those American success stories, man. You know, you're a kid from uh, the Midwest. Where where did you grow up? Indiana. Yeah, Indiana wanted you, but uh, Hollywood beckoned, <laughs> and you ended up in uh, Beverly Hills. But here you are. What is the fascination with auctions? How did you find yourself into this world of auctions? Well, I grew up in Chipsawana, Indiana, which
0: is Amish country. My dad had a granary, and across from the auction barn, or from the granary, was an auction uh, house. And where used to sell cows and pigs. So that's kind of how I learned to, you know, I did on bit five and a bit ten. And oh, got yeah. into that, and so I've always been in auctions. And then I, I ran a classic car auction house out of Auburn, Indiana, and that's where I met Johnny Cash. And Johnny uh, invited me down to Tennessee, appraised his the house of Cash. He had a museum at the time, it was a private museum, and I appraised it. And I thought, gee, this is really fun. You know, the memorabilia is a lot more fun than cars. And uh, so then Sotheby's in 1999 moved me to California, and. Um, and that's that's how it all started. And I started my business in 2003.
1: Now, uh, Darren Julian of Julian's Auctions, uh, tell me about Johnny Cash. Was he an affable guy, uh, a swell dude to hang out with? He, he was the type of person he walked in the room and he, and he
0: just felt his presence. Yeah. And you know, when I when I sat down with him, you know, when I was selling his cars at, at the auction park in Auburn, um, he he wanted he always wanted to find out about you, and he said what do you want to do with your life? You know, he knew I was, I was in my twenties and I just thought that was interesting. Cause usually celebrities, you meet them. They want to talk about
1: themselves. Yeah, of course. But
0: Johnny always wanted to talk about whoever was with, he was with. Yeah. And so that's why he, I told him, I said, I like the memorabilia. And he said, look, why don't you come down and appraise the, the house of cash for me in, in Henderson, Tennessee? So I did that. And that's, that's where my love of the memorabilia started because he, re- he made me realize like, geez, this could be a market. And, I was advised by Sotheby's and christines not to get into this market because it's not going to go anywhere. It's you know and literally they would, they would come and um, invite me to go to a celebrity's house to help them out here in California and they they were happy that I would take the the costume jewelry, the clothing, right? right. and record awards and they wanted all the fine art.
1: Yeah. I just I I love it when a a a jo- a powerful force like a Sotheby's or a Butterfield's, I love it when they are proven wrong. When they tell you, don't do that because you'll lose your ass. You know, if Walt Disney would have listened to the powers that be, there would be no Disneyland. If Milt Larson, my buddy of 92 years, he he unfortunately passed away a few months ago. Uh, I thought he'd live forever. There would be no magic castle on uh, Seven Hundred One Franklin there in the Hollywood Hills. You have to go with your gut, and your gut told you that there was a market for this. And Darren, I, you know, I, I, I am beyond happy for you because I love it when a friend of mine enjoys great success.
0: Thanks, Matt. Well, believe me, though, if I could sell paintings for a hundred million dollars, I would do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but it's not. A, it's. I got a feeling it's not as fun. And this, uh, you know, how do you, how do? It's got to be a gray area coming up with a price for an auction item. I mean, it's got to be so gray. How can you possibly come up with a figure? Well, I call them guesstimates, but it's one of those things you put a price on because you
0: want to be conservative. And you know, like, uh, when we sold Kirk Cobain's guitar, we sold it for $6 million. Um, but we put a value of one to 2 million because I had somebody that I knew would pay a million dollars for it. And that's what, um, the, the client wanted was a million, one of the million dollar reserve, which I still thought might be, uh, a little bit high, but it proved to be that an estimate of one to 2 million was conservative. You know, it's, it's hard to put a price on these things because you just never know. But, we always find it that conservative is best. Like, we just sold the Big Lebowski road road that Jeff Bridges. Um, our estimate was around six to eight thousand. We just sold it today for one
1: hundred and sixty thousand. So okay, now hold on a second. You you sold it I today.
0: I wrong.
1: Hey hey, yeah? uh, Darren Julian, was that part of your Julian's auction uh, two days ago in Beverly Hills? Was that up for grabs then? It was. It's a it's a four day auction.
0: So oh uh, that. Yeah, today was was the Big Lebowski auction. So we sold storyboards and um, the sunglasses uh, sold for uh, about eighty thousand. That he wore in the in the film. Um, um, so and then tomorrow we have Princess Diana. We have the blouse that she was wearing. Um, uh, we call it the engagement blouse. So yeah. it was the photograph that when she was engaged to Prince Charles, it was the blouse she was wearing in the photograph that uh, went around the world. So. Um, it's already up to 125,000, but with the way we're selling Princess Diana out items for now, I, I don't, I wouldn't uh, doubt that it would sell for half a million dollars.
1: I gotta, I gotta sell this Johnny Carson couch. I mean, there, I, I gotta do this. We gotta do it. You know, we know each other. We're, we're buddies. Why, why would we not do a deal? No, we you, you just gotta... Work with me and be
0: realistic on the price.
1: All right, yeah. I'll be. I, listen, <laughs> listen. I've always been realistic and uh, right. and yeah. Let's let's put the hammer down. I got a bunch of movie posters too, like two thousand vintage movie posters. Are those worth anything, Darren? They are. They are. The market went down a little bit because eBay nah. when eBay started. Yeah. But it, My timing it depends
0: on what they are. If it's if it's uh, you know depending on which ones they are. Some are more rare than others, right? Of course,
1: definitely we can help you with that. Like anything, uh, I mean, I've got uh, I got vintage Godfather. I've got uh, I mean, I've got really cool stuff from late sixties. Early seventies, but okay. This is not about me. Your event on <laughs> Thursday night at the Merv Griffin Hotel, uh, man. I thought there was maybe there'd be wines, a little red, a little white. You had a full stinking bar with top shelf stuff, man. When you do an auction, you do it right. And I and I looked at my buddy uh, Mark C G Boy. I said, I got to tell you, I've always known that Darren Julian is one smart guy. Get him really drunk before the bidding starts. <laughs> Yes, well,
0: that's we always realized, I mean, go bigger, stay home. <laughs> you got to put together a first-class auction, and especially when you're selling. You know, that night we sold three million dollars worth of Hollywood wow. number, yeah Wow! So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I learned early on that you got to do a first-class when you're in Beverly Hills.
1: Yeah, I felt like such a uh, as they say in the uh, Jewish community. Uh, I'm not a, an official Jew. I'm an unofficial Jew, made that way. By uh, the great Milton Burles so many years ago at the Friars Club, but I feel like a schnurer because there were so many top shelf liquors, and I've been known to quaff a cocktail or two. I had four drinks that night and was blasted by the time I left, and so I, I feel like I owe you something, at least a tip for those incredible. And because the bartenders, <laughs> well, hey Julian, the 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 bartenders were top notch, man, and it was a, it was a tremendous fun time with a bunch of cool people and you know you could you couldn't do it any better than what went down on Thursday night and you know you get you know for those of you in other parts of the country which would be the majority of us listening to us and watching us on YouTube right now under Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio and Rumble and Twitter aka X um, most of you are obviously not from Southern California but you know the the folks that arrive, they, it's exactly what you would think. There are a lot of freaky, nutty, you know, quirky people. Doesn't make them bad; makes them quirky. Am I am I right here, Darren Julian? Yeah, you're in Beverly Hills, so you expect a little bit of plastic surgery <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and people that that are having you know. But it's a fun night, and you know, all our parties, anybody from the public can come to them, so they're free, and we just like everybody to have a good time and. And with the power of the internet, people are bidding from all over the world. Hell yeah! So
1: yeah, I ca- it doesn't mean money doesn't have to be in the room like it used to be. Right. I, I kept imagining, you know, anyone could walk in there and partake in top shelf liquor, and you know, but but most people are too afraid to do that. You know, most people, uh, if they're not a part of the party, they won't. But you'll find those, you know, those those few who will crash it. I bet you, have you ever run into a problem where someone who wasn't supposed to be there got a little too inebriated, uh, like like me, for example? Well, yeah, but we also don't give people like you a bitter paddle unless we know that you're going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he cut out a little bit there, but he said they wouldn't give me a bitter paddle. <laughs> okay, that's COVID. Okay, now... Danger, danger. <laughs> this robot, this was my favorite Christmas present of all time when I was 10 years old, delivered by Santa... <laughs> oh, that's COVID. Yeah, I get COVID like three, four times a week. Um, and this beautiful little robot was gifted me, and it was my favorite present from uh, from Santa Claus. It was danger, danger. And you had the original from uh, from that TV show, did you not? Yeah, we did, and we sold it for I think it was right around four hundred thousand. <laughs> At least three hundred fifty thousand dollars for a beautiful robot, and I'll tell you, if I had a couple extra uh, shekels, couple uh, dollars in spending cash, I would have loved that in my living room, or this eighteen seventy six Virginia City Nevada style bar. Yeah, and it and
0: it, it is actually used in the promotion of the show, and it's it, it's signed by the cast, and definitely a great piece, and. You know, and like I said, tomorrow we have Princess Diana and Audrey Hepburn's dresses. Um, you know, we just sold, in our last auction in September, we sold a dress that Audrey Hepburn wore in breakfast at Tiffany's for about 350000
1: Wow. So, Big business, man. Hey, always, always something for everybody, yeah. Before I let you go, uh, Darren Julian of Julian's Auctions, uh, you, you have never impressed me as a guy who's shy, but you came off sort of shy over the last two days trying to put this interview together. You wanted one of your compadres in the company <laughs> to do the interview. Are you shy? Uh, well, yeah, I don't do a lot of the
0: interviews. Anymore. I know that. Yeah. I'm not as good as uh, and polished as what Martin is. He's been doing those. I used to do the Today Show all the time, and I would get so nervous that I wouldn't sleep the night before. Wow! Even even that, you know, that's what was great about your show that we did the cigar show, Matt Law, Matt yeah. out, uh, Radio. Yep. And I would be so comfortable because it was with friends, and we were talking. And and really, uh, that's how I learned, you know, early on. But I i I've never been uh, one that likes to be on camera or. Well, uh, you know, but you, but for you, I, I wanted to do this because uh, it is it It's like talking to an old friend.
1: Well, because uh, we are old friends, and I will tell yeah. you, Darren, you have uh, you have proven yourself wrong. You are the guy to do the interviews. Yeah. You are that down to earth dude who has struck gold, and you deserve every penny and every bit of success with Julian's Auctions. Uh, this is my friend, uh, Darren Julian. Uh happy uh Christmas, happy holidays, and I wish you you know, I wish you nothing but the best. Absolutely, Matt.
0: Same here, let's get together in January. Let's start working together.
1: I would love I would love that, Darren. God bless you, buddy. You as well. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on. There he is, man. There he is. Danger, uh, danger, danger, danger. Darren Julian. We'll be this after back. That w- that was fun, right? That was pretty fun. Yeah. I, I think I, I I think I depicted the event well enough. Uh, the booze was flowing. I was drunker than hell. I'm there the... was some really cool things. That... Oh yeah, great, great. So, well, we'll get more into this uh, when we return. A lot to get to on the big dog of broadcasting. Magic Match Outlaw Radio on YouTube, on Rumble, and on Twitter, and the greatest radio stations in the world. Drinking, smoking, interrupting. Outlaw Radio.